Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Hello, I'm Sue Rose Minahan, founder of Talk Cosmos, our conversational, insightful, every week conversations, awakening your consciousness. And today is actually the 9th of February. We are pre-recording this for very special reasons, for our own panel's purpose. And I've decided to be transparent about that, but you will be listening to it when you do. And perhaps when we air it, because 98% of our shows are always live. And we're live right now. We don't edit or anything. So if I make a guffaw, eh, such is life. And I think that has a lot to do with our future. Because we are, with this panel, talking about... Oh, and I hadn't said we are going to air this on the 12th. So hello to all you folks there that are listening to it on the 12th of February. Which I remember was always Lincoln's birthday. But now they have it combined with other presidents. Details, details, I, I, pardon, we'll get to the point. Pisces, new moon, but Pisces embraces everything. So everything has a theme. It's the womb put together with the seed going to birth for Aries. And that certainly is happening in March. But we're talking February now. And actually... It won't be February. It, we're February 12th, but the new moon is going to be on the 20th. Lots of dates. And with new moons, there are always vision board moments. You can reseed your hopes, your dreams. And we're hoping that our story through these metaphysical imageries and ways to look at a new moon will help inspire you close doors and open new consciousness of awareness because the world is shifting energetically and we're actually in the last cycle on the archetypal zodiac with pisces as i have stated it is the womb the water the oceans of our life we are ready now for archetypal symbols Synthesizing the current archetypal new moon energies through weaving symbol systems, such as Sabian symbols, numerology, Mayan novel energy days, or even tarot, connecting to the astrological data and concepts for planets and cosmos, this is your Archetypal Symbols panel. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, the founder of Talk Cosmos, an electric evolutionary astrologer, consultant, certified color energy life coach, vice president of the Washington State Astrological Association, member of Kepler Astrology Toastmaster Club, of a Dwarf Planet University diploma and AA with music degree. I love mythology, philosophizing, collaboration. I'm an artist, writer, a perpetual student of life. I'm Elizabeth Liz Machette, a professional astrologer, intuitive, numerologist, and tarot reader. I'm a certified sacred healing counselor, providing nurturing, in-depth consultations for individuals and couples. I'm an author, blogger, speaker, and international Reiki master and teacher. 
I create safe space in which to explore the deeper patterns of your life, to clarify your current circumstances and help you find your best path forward. And I'm Justin Crockett-Helsey, an archetypal astrologer, teacher, and author. I combine both Western ancient astrology and modern psychological astrology with Eastern Vedic astrology. And I specialize in predictive, electional, and karmic astrology for individuals and couples. I'm a certified aromatherapist, an essential oil specialist, and an herbalist. And I offer remedial modalities of plants for psychological life issues to empower clients with compassionate healing. I also do in-depth astrological research into arcane astrological concepts, focusing on the mystical, occult side of astrology. Eleanor Roosevelt once said, Yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, and today is a gift. And that's why it's called the present. I wonder how much Uranus she had. I'm learning vibrational astrology, and it doesn't care about the past or the present. It's right now. <laughs> yeah. so. I, I I have to say that I was just listening to that, and that just, just totally reminds me of this new moon. The mystical, the, the Piscean mystical, you know? <laughs> oh, good. And actually, I had not told people. Thank you, Justin. Our subject is called Illuminating Spiritual Values. Because, yes, it's it's really evaluating our everything the spiritual relationships everything to the core intuition divination yes hi liz and, hi and we've you know we're at the 12th new moon of our the astrological calendar year so it's like we're we've brought all the signs through to Pisces now. And it's like, to me, I always think of Pisces of having a little bit of energy of all the other signs within itself. And so this is a culmination time of new moons in uh, astrological lunar or um, astrological new year, so to speak. And we've had, you know, we had the, the new year, then the Chinese new year, and now we're going to have astrological new year next month. So, it's like all this energy is new beginnings, new beginnings. Yeah, many closures. And how, Justin, were you thinking when you said it? It reminded you of the Pisces. Well, community. no, you know, the saying as we're coming on says um, about Helen Keller once said, and, and I forget how that goes, but it talks about the past and, the, and then moving in the mystical. And, you know, when I think of a Pisces, new, uh, Pisces it's, it is the mystical. It's the 12th house, yes. the subconscious, right? And so, Absol absolutely. Perhaps we should have our slides. If we can have those. <laughs> okay, here we are. Archetypal symbols is going to be every second month, week, Sunday of the month. And for our panelists, if you want to find Elizabeth, she has a light path. And Justin has his name, Justin Crockett Elsie. And, of course, Top Cosmos. And if you want to find our YouTube channel and subscribe to our newsletter, we'll be happy to connect. And one, it's one degrees. Let's start with numerology. The moon, the sun, Pallas Athena, the wisdom strategist. And Saturn, when it boils down, 28, down to 10 to 1. Right. Pallas Athene reduces from 10 down to a 1. So we have um, all these, this energy in one energy about new beginnings, pioneering, leadership, you know, 
Let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, passion. Yeah, um, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think you know this. This just kind of speaks to a bigger, bigger theme here. I was, I was going to say that this is one degree Pisces, kind of leading into all this stuff coming in Pisces with Saturn about ready to move into Pisces. It's almost like the, the, the lead in to what's going to happen with Saturn. You know, so it's the beginnings, beginnings. Yes, and in fact, we have to include everybody. I just learned that 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 it can be pets' birthdays too. So you know, it's not just us. It, I think that's the beautiful thing about Pisces because it is the wild. Pisces, as an archetype, is nature. It's those forces beyond us, and I just revel all the time thinking about the marvel of living with animals these creatures it's aliens that we actually we're the aliens on their territory so yes we can manifest we can have leadership pioneer and be individual and transcend i love that word well and speaking of the animals having an astrological chart i've had um several clients that have horses and they'll say well how do you think i will get along with this horse and here's the birth information and it's really fun also oh. now Yes. Well, in fact, I'm learning our, our soundboard person's dog's birthday is on the new, I say on the 12th. Oh, that's Sunday. Okay. Boy, all the different numbers in the brain. So I was thinking, and, no, we're not looking at that chart. Go ahead. And I was going to say, just for anybody who's learning astrology, the 12th house, which actually rules Pisces, or oh. Pisces rules, is large animals. Um, sixth house, of course, is small animals. So when you're talking about horses, that is the 12th house. Yeah, and come to think of it, the 12th, okay, that relates too. Well, again, we divulge. So 11 is a very big number too. It has two ones and it boils down to two, but it's a prime number. And so it's a master number. It's the first master number of double digits. And amazingly, all the angles come down to 11. You could say the ascendant and descendant with both uh, Pisces and and Virgo, let's see, I have to look no, at it's Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Oh, okay, thank you. I was thinking it was mutable, but that, thank you very much. That's right. My Mercury is right on that. I should remember. <laughs> okay. So I'm just reading from here. It's wisdom, well, responsibility. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Well, and it's like these points, these numbers that we're talking about, they are associated with different planets and points in the astrological chart. And like there were so many of one and then of 11 or numbers that break down to 11. So it's, you know, super powerful. Um, you know, you can count there that I think there's eight of them. It's like, that's a lot. <laughs> it is, especially when you realize with Pisces, such as you brought up, Justin, or about the mystic. And here, this number 11 is illumination and intuitive spiritual insight it's many echoes of the same theme of getting our attention, of shifting. 
Yes. Yeah, I always, you know, because people uh, make note of the number of 1111 and in Jyotish or Vedic astrology, 11, the 11 numbers about illumination or new knowledge coming in. So whenever somebody says, oh, I keep seeing 1111, I'm like, okay, well, what, what, what is the universe trying to tell you right now? You know, since we look at 11 being illumination. Um, and so that's, that's what I always think about when I think about 11. And I love how it's the ascended here, how it's the lead in to the chart so that is excellent i love that idea that i've heard also that if we're seeing uh numbers and repetition the universe yes is a spiritual energy asking exactly for your attention but what you're saying is yes for what <laughs> to figure out <laughs> well in master numbers it's like we're stepping into a higher responsibility um, would be one way of putting it, um, even stepping up to maybe do some teaching or sharing of your knowledge that maybe um, people haven't shared with each other. So that's yeah. what I would say. Yeah. Good. And it is one, as you've advised, for the magician. It's the first card number one in the deck. And magician as trans, again, that, transcendence or tran transmutation of taking energy and elevating and, and shifting to uh, well and the rider weight card has one hand pointed up to the sky and one point hand pointing down to earth so to speak so connecting the spiritual with the material realm I, that's to me a really good representation of that and manifesting and having resources and you know making a difference new beginnings it's like this reinforces that over yeah. again and that's yeah, the tarot card the major arcana card one the magician yeah i would agree i and you know i i also there's an archetype with this is the alchemist um mm. the 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 blending of these different elements and i love how um with this this moon with Saturn lead in, it's really a blend uh, coming from the Aquarius to the Pisces. So I see we, we see this blend of elements um, with this, you know, so. Exactly. Yeah. And true, on that table, there's the four elements represented by the cup, pentacle, pentacle sword, sword sword <laughs> and wand oh my goodness and i love the fact that there's an infinity symbol that that fact of unlimited potential it's very powerful and then the planet mercury is associated with the magician so go ahead and read what you like off there sue well i took this off a certain blurb on and i have it written down here the, the reference but thinking of the deck as from zero to the end is a long story the fool which is zero you know the infinity of all and yet the all of nothing or the all of everything yet to be discovered is as this indicates not taking just a leap of faith but learning they can take life into the quote their own hands I love that idea so that, you know, the hands representing Gemini of communication and ideas, which as we'll see with Mercury, you know, also 
connects that whole theme. And really, if we're connecting between spirit and matter, that's communication. It's, it's unifying. So, yeah. yeah. And, and then I... You go to go that, ahead. I wanted to add the major arcana for the number 11 is the justice card. And it's about law and um, balance. Um, it's ruled by Libra, which is ruled by Venus. And Venus is a 29, reduces down to 11. So I thought that was important to add. Do you want to say anything more about the justice card, um, Justin? No, no, I agree. Okay. Just, I think you covered it. Yeah. Good. Thanks. <laughs> so... I've often written with my uh, definition of archetypal symbols that we would include other energies. And I have studied to some degree Mayan astrology. I'm hardly a master in any way, shape or form, but it's a fascinating viewpoint. So on the 12th, which actually, you know what, I put the 12th down, but it's not the 12th. That's the day of our show. So perhaps this isn't evident because <laughs> come to think of it, the 20th will be the actual event. It, this is me recalibrating from the fact that this year we have this on the second Saturday. And so for the first few months, the new moon is going to be quite ahead of us. Well, for those people that are interested, there is Mayan Astrology. And if you're interested, fourpillars.net with Mark Elmy is wonderful. That particular day on Saturday will be Kundalini Force. It's serpent power. And it has a lot to do with a whole 13 day of uh, wind and inspiration. So perhaps that works. Well, and they say there are no accidents, so it was for something. <laughs> Thank you, Liz. A friend in needs a friend indeed. <laughs> yeah. So the Sabian symbols, they are spiritually an essence of every 360 degree of the entire 12 sign zodiac, and they're spiritual insightful expressions. Dane Rudhar has his astrological mandala, and originally it was Mark Edmund Jones with Elsie Wheeler in 1925. And since then, such as Dane Rujar and many, many have, have continued. But there is this link that if online where you can access it. And Astrology University, Tony Howard, is going to republish this month. And it'll be available on Amazon because up until now it can cost $100 or more. And, of course, he'll bring it down to about 30 Here we are. Here's the chart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Looks, looks interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, one thing that kind of jumped out at me, or do we want to talk about the Sabian symbols for the ascendant first? No, let's just talk about what jumps out because it, it it's good. And I will say it's on the 20th of February. It's one degree, 22 minutes. And Eastern time, which we use because that represents us as a nation, in the United States is in the morning, early in the morning at two o'clock in the morning, six minutes after. And it has a Sagittarius rising, which is very close to our United States Sag rising. Was that what you were going to say? What were you no, say? no. <laughs> I was going to say that, you know, if you, we did sun out to Pluto, we have a bowl shaped chart um, mm -hmm. starting in the second house with Pluto going to Mars. It's just into the sixth, the seventh house. And um, 
is see what else was I gonna, oh and so that means that we're really working on one side and since pretty much it's below the horizon it's like there's a I would say that there's a lot of energy and work happening that could be behind the scenes or it's like to prepare for something new to you know start a new job start a new business relaunch a product those kind of things yeah and the the thing that jumped out to me with this, this chart was um and i'm i don't think it's showing up on this one uh, the lot of spirit is also on the ascendant yeah. and the arabic lot of spirit and and in some cases we see this as sort of also the purpose in a person's chart individuality a lot of spirit can represent uh, some aspect of a purpose of a person's life and i love how it's on the ascendant at 11 degrees sagittarius so there's something about this chart that uh, about those Sagittarian themes of the bigger issues right now. It's of, of looking at the bigger issues of what's going on in society, whether it's the thing going on in Turkey or the Ukraine or the United States mm -hmm. politics. There's a lot of a lot of big theme issues going on in the world where there's a lot of information coming to us right now in these areas, you know. So I think I thought that was just this the, the ascendant really stood out to me on this chart. True. I I immediately realized that, well, there's different charts, as I have been well advised, there for the United States. The Sibley chart in, has been criticized, although because it's not necessarily an actual event. Well, when I, it's difficult to know for many of these things, especially when we're talking about 250 years ago, what time things happened, although astrology has been around for long years. But but as far as the Sibley goes, it would be, which is 12 degrees Sagittarius, it'd be right on our our ascendant. Regardless, Jupiter is the ruler, and Jupiter is in Aries, along with quite a bit of other energy there, Chiron. So really, it is, again, foraging instinctively that fire energy ahead. Uh-huh. Well, and the ruler being in the fourth house in Aries also reinforces to me doing some work behind the scenes and like, you know, new ideas. Let's pioneer something, uh, whether it's to get together with a group of people and start a new business or relaunch some products or do a new website, whatever. So that's just another indicator of that also. Yeah, and and you've got here is one of the bullet one of the one of the bullets there was Saturn is conjunct the the this this moon sun right new moon and so that that really kind of jumped out to me as well that as we start this new cycle Saturn's leading in saying pay attention to me I've got something to tell you as far as this new moon goes and Saturn can bring in limitations or things that we need to be disciplined about. So there's some lesson coming in about accomplishing something in this new cycle. I absolutely agree. We've talked about this earlier. In fact, we could focus practically on that whole subject, I think, because Saturn at 28 degrees is emphasizing is a link all the past that we've been toggling with, you know, between past and going forward. It is in Aquarius, so of course, that's futuristic and breaks the rhythm, but it is still Saturn. It's concerned with longevity and what is going to last 
indefinitely. Mm -hmm. And so I think you're right. I like that. Also, Pluto is still at the very last moments of, of Capricorn on March 7th, I believe it goes into Aquarius for a couple months. And, and then next year it goes into Aquarius, but still it's like these last messages, isn't it? Saying, stop, think what it, what remains? What do we, many questions. Well, and I would say with Saturn conjunct the sun and moon and the new moon in Pisces, it's like, you know, what's the dream that you want to bring, bring into reality in a structured way? Hmm. Oh, yes. Beautiful. I like this. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. I forgot about that because the conservatism of Saturn says you have to bring it in in a, you're so right, constructive and conservative way. I love that, Liz. You're, and you hit the nail on the head. And maybe like, kind of like paint outside the lines or think outside the, the box, you know? <laughs> This yeah. is so good. That's absolutely right. We're going to have imagination and possibilities and to bring them into form. And besides that, I've learned too with the, the, the it brings form to that energy to make it spiritual. Well, mm -hmm. let's see what the Sabians say. Here you go. Starting with the Ascendant, which okay. is 11. So we do the one before. Right. Yes, yeah, so of where we've come from, so we could say it was the past. A theoretical, theoretical <laughs> representation of a golden-haired goddess of opportunity, um, dramatizing the greatness of what is it offers. Ambitious person, forced growth. Yeah, so it is a, it's an act, isn't it? It's an act trying to dramatize something about all that ambition. So it seems like that is where we've come from. But now Sagittarius 11, we aren't quite yet to the Sabian because it rounds it off and I'm losing light here. So we'll just deal with it. In the left section of an archaic temple, a lamp burns in a container shaped like a human body. And the keynote is the value of the return to the body embodiment, which isn't that true? Uranus and Taurus, there's again and again that theme advocated by modern thinkers so that we can balance the whole stress that we get from being perhaps dislocated from mind, body, spirit, you know, through all that intellectuality. But it does say that it's relying upon responses to meet life's challenges because that's the name of the game. Go ahead, uh, Oh, and I have cancer. It's not supposed to be cancer. I think I it's supposed to be Sagittarius. That's a goof. I'm sorry. Um, do you want me to read that? Yes, so, yes. Okay. A flag turns into an eagle, the eagle into a chandelier saluting the dawn. And the keynote is the spiritualization and promotion of great symbols of a new age by mind sensitive to its precursor manifestations and enunciation. And I, I want to say something about that one. We were just talking about the, the body and what you're talking about um, being that I'm doing yoga really heavily right now is that, you know, I think you're spot on with this connection with, um, the Sagittarius, a lot of times, this this particular degree there, I see it a lot in charts where 
uh, uh, people are needing to, before they make decisions, listen to their body, the orga oh. organismic response. And so there is something here about um, as we move forward in this new cycle, that the body can inform um you know that connection like you're saying body body mind and spirit is really important as we move into this cycle that is so powerful and we will be taking a little break after this but we just to conclude this thought that spirituality in the past many times being taught that it was this elevated form that one attained to that might be in a cave or whatever but the reality is no if we incarnated as a spirit we have this body for a purpose more than just doing things that we want it to do. It's our medium of communication. And if it feels good or doesn't feel good, it's a process connecting. It's important. I think, I yes, I'm glad you brought that up. Well, we will be right back with Elizabeth Mouchette and Justin Crockett Elsie and myself, Sue Minahan with Talk Cosmos Archetypal Symbols for Illuminating Spiritual Values for the Pisces New Moon happening on the 20th of February. So, we'll be back and we'll be glad to continue with you. Thank you. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the Yang period of Aquarius, ruled modernly by Uranus and Saturn in traditional astrology by the ancients. By leaving a cycle based on governing structures through both man-made and universal laws, Aquarius breaks established patterns, permitting the energy of freedom. Just as its ruling planet Uranus spins on its side and orbits backwards, as a fixed air sign represented by the water bearer pouring the spirit of cosmic energy, Aquarius seeks to find like-minded, intuitively aligned souls to connect in social groups for the elevation and improvement of all. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to the Ananda Institute of Living Yoga, we cover the world of animals. This week, February 19th, it's Behavior Training and Healing Sunday with me and talk with your animals or human loved ones on this side or the other and personal awareness coaching with Natasha Venter. So plan to call in with your questions for either one of us or for a personal awareness reading with Natasha. Hope you can join us for Martha Norwalk's Animal World Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or, if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So, grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha and enjoy the show. Working hard to put a smile on your face. Alternative Talk 1150. You can hear me. My light's flashing. I'm not, oh, there it goes. I'm in a strobe show. So... I'm just going to let it be. <laughs> you know, gosh, it's just here we are 
pre-recording and it's a, but we're handling gorgeous. Does anybody have anything that they want to present in the future? I know that next week I have a special guest and I believe it's, well, it's, well, does it, do you have anything special? No? Okay. Well, the beginning of March, I'll have Astro chat on the second Thursday of March. Um, and you can find that on my website under the astrology chat tab. There's Astro chat to how to get on and it's Thursday night. Um, and then also I'm going to do a monthly update uh, limited to 10 participants on Zoom of what's going on in the sky and how it's impacting you with your astrology chart. Oh, that sounds good. And I did awesome. remember it will be Michael Bartlett. And he had his presentation about Maverick, the planet's a Maverick. But now he, I think he's going to do a sequel of, it'll be very exciting. He gives a great talk. Justin, I know you're doing yoga training that you'll be Yeah, sharing. I'm just, uh, just for the next month or so, I'm just uh just doing a lot of uh, individual consultations. So a lot of people still looking at the new year and what's coming up. So that's uh, pretty exciting. Always. That's good. So here we are. We'll continue and roll through this. We have the MC, which is Virgo. Last degrees of Virgo, right around my ascendant, actually. Virgo 28 is just prior. We always do the one before the, the degree, and then the Sabian is always the one after. It gives that story thing, like, where did it come from, the energy? Well, this is a bald-headed man who has seized power. And the keynote, because there's a whole paragraph, but just to nail it down a little bit, the sheer power of personality in times that call for decision, the power of the will. So that's kind of where we've been coming through. It's like by our bootstraps, you could say on an immediate basis or anything What since COVID. I don't know. Justin, what would you say Virgo 29 is? Oh, okay. So you want me to take, take Virgo 29. So a seeker after occult knowledge is reading an ancient scroll, which illuminates his mind. Keynote, after a crisis, uh, there's a seek to realign a renewed consciousness with the primordial revelation of truth of humanity, root knowledge. Uh, so, you know, this one I love. Here we see the word illuminates again, back to the, you know, just highlighting that whole information of the chart of new information coming in. Yes, it's we're getting the message over and over. And Liz, let's do Virgo 30. Totally intent upon completing an immediate task. A man is deaf to any allurement. The, um, the total concentration required for reaching any spiritual goal, conquest of illusion. That actually gives me great hope. <laughs> because it's been quite a struggle sometimes to, with Mars and Gemini to align choices between all the wonderful opportunities and really it gets down to just that doesn't it you, you see the task and on you go did you have any thoughts about that beyond my quick comment no i like that but i wanted to make a comment about the bald-headed man it's like some traditions it's like the power is if you are a bald and then in other traditions, the powers, and if you have really long hair, it's in your hair. So it's like really interesting that we have 
the yin and the yang or the balance of you know different beliefs that they believe different things mm. so i think there's power within both yes so and can i say oh. something i just wanted to add one other thing there too is that um you know i love the always love the 30 degrees virgo because it's really sort of the epitome of what Virgo, uh, the constellation's about, which is this conquest of illusion. It's always looking for truth, and it's always analyzing. And what I what I I think's interesting in this chart, there's this other this sub level message or theme about the search for truth because we have venus and pisces on the ic the opposite opposing that so there's going to be this desire for people to to escape the realities of life right and and it's going to be we're still in this this something about uh, you know misinformation or truth or confusion in the collective uh, versus you know really getting down to bass text of what's what is really going on and i i think that's still uh really highlighted with venus right on the ic opposing that well when you bring that up i go back to remembering what liz had talked about that i think shifts that because there is always these polarities of opportunity or or demise let's put it that way i guess but huh. with pisces there's so much imagination and that illusion hopefully if one can see the possibility in the grand scheme of maybe healing or helping others or i mean not to limit it to those categories but beauty or some kind of strength rather than manipulation or, or just escapism or something that really it could, it's such a strong factor that really gets down to our reevaluating our spiritual values. Yes. I yes. think. Yeah. Okay. So here we are now the moon and sun at one degree, 22 degrees Pisces. I'll start off with Aquarius and then there's three of them. There'll be one more after that than Liz and then Justin keep rotating around. Aquarius, 30 degrees, deeply rooted in the past of a very ancient culture. That's where we're coming from. And Aquarius, because as folks, you know, it goes back and their measuring is from zero to, or from one to 30. Whereas, so anyway, so it's 30 degrees Aquarius. But spiritual brotherhood in which many individual minds are merged into the glowing light of a unanimous consciousness revealed to one who has emerged successful, successfully from their own metamorphosis. Just quite empowering, I think. And the keynote, the ability for a person with an open mind and deep feeling for trans self transcendence, transcendent, transcendent, oh my goodness. <laughs> Justin, Liz? Self-transcendence. Transcend, yes, to come in contact with higher forms of existence. So it's the conscious totality of being. Yeah, that's a beautiful one. And then Pisces one, in the crowded marketplace, farmers and middlemen display a great variety of products. The process of commingling and interchange, which at all levels demonstrates the health of a community. Commerce. Where we're at, unless you had something to say, and then 
Justin. And then Pisces too, which is where we're going, is the archetypal symbol is a, a squirrel hiding from hunters. I, I thought it was a squirrel hiding their nuts, but anyway, um, oh, yeah. I think uh, from hunters or something, hiding nuts from hunters. But anyway, keynote, mm -hmm. the individuals need to both ensure uh, the future, uh, his future substance and to protect himself from aggressive social elements. So again, we see this um, protection and within society that's needed, self-protection. Well, it's very interesting that we're the year of the rabbit. And again, the rabbit is prolific, but again, the rabbit doesn't have huge defenses. So in some ways it does have that strategy instead of just going straight ahead. I remember because we had that uh, lunar with kaleidoscope visions, the, the panel that was about the lunar new moon, if people are interested, and which would be, it was fascinating because there were about six of us that shared different information. And so the rabbit would hop because in the, in the creation story, it had to get through the, across the river and it jumped from stone to stone. And so that strategy, you know, adjusting more or less you could say to the situation and the elements but here i agree i it's a miss it's missing that word nuts because it's like they're 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 stockpile right it's something that they're they're, right. they're not hiding themselves they're hiding what they're what they're valued what they value right something and squirrels move like all around. So it's like they don't just, you know, move in one direction. They can be going forward, left, right, and turn around. And I mean, it's like they're just like all over the place. Yeah. The, yeah. the word squirrely. You're, gee, you're squirrely. You know, and, you know up funny. a tree, down a tree. You know, it's just like amazing to watch them. So really going like here is the horoscope. And here is the new moon there. And who knows with whatever chart, but right now it's in Pisces, the very beginning. And this energy that is saying that, yes, that our story. So if people were doing a vision board, I suppose going back, I'm just trying to think what would be, like for instance, realizing that if you came out of this spiritual brotherhood of many minds merging into this glowing light and that you have a metamorphosis, I mean, that's a, maybe like the people coming here to the country, they felt like that, like, oh, I finally made it. We're together. And so they get together and they have a crowded marketplace and they're selling things and mingling and producing things. And then it's a little curious about this one, a squirrel hiding their nuts, their, their, their winter goods their maybe it's conserving that resources maybe this parallels a little bit with with saturn that's so close to the chart that you were both meant that we brought up earlier how it's conserving that to maybe produce something new to to hold it in place mm -hmm. well if i could if i could just uh, I'll 
before Liz jumps in there, um, I was going to say, if you're you're thinking about a vision board here, if there was a vision board on this, well, it's a Pisces moon. So to me, this vision board would have an ocean on it. It would be an artistic uh, type of vision board. It would be, what, what are my dreams? Because we know that Pisces rules the 12th house. It would be the sort of, this is the dreaming vision board um, and emotional dreams and what my fantasy is, which we, you know, dreaming is important in the human mind. It's okay to dream and to, and to, to be creative and, and have this sort of, a lot of us fantasize actually when we do think about, oh God, I want to go back to school. Okay. What does that feel like? And let me fantasize about that a little bit. What's going to happen? So we all do it. And that's mm -hmm. really, I think what I would do, I would say uh, with the Pisces uh, vision board here. Mm -hmm. Well, I agree with that. I totally, totally agree with that. And then, you know, in that last Sabian symbol that we read, two degrees Pisces, about, you know, putting the things in a safe spot. It's like, you know, if I left my groceries outside um, and didn't bring them in my house, which is a safe environment, you know, I could have the neighbor's cats and dogs in it, the raccoons in it, the squirrels. In it. I mean, I could have all these animals and then I wouldn't have a supply of food. So, um you know, it did say something about, you know, putting it away so you could have it later. So, okay. I think that's good. Kind of a little bit of that Virgo energy going on there. <laughs> right. And it's like um, on the vision board too, it's like, even though Saturn's getting close, it's like, I would say on the vision board, don't think of the how, just think of the what. Oh yes, of course. Let the universe, this is, the universe has its say. The, uni it, mm. the, the universe comes up with a form. And for us to try to control that, we lose out. We totally I, think, lose out. I think there's also a little bit of reality, dose of reality here, though, uh, with that, you know, here we the, we have the Virgo that's the conquest of illusion. It's, and and it, Virgo can be sometimes like really matter of fact, well, here's what, what's, what's really able, you're able to accomplish. And we got this squirrel that's having to deal with some like reality of life a little bit, protection, you know, I think there's something there that does say, mm. be aware though, that you, you, there's a little bit of um, coming down to earth a little bit here with this, I oh, would yeah. say. It's not all in our rosy head of the perfection or the illusion. That's right. There is a reality. In fact, speaking of Saturn, 28 degrees Aquarius, and we didn't have the one prior to it because, again, these numbers, as you will see, these energies flow from Saturn right into the new moon. And so for Aquarius at 28 degrees, our little squirrel, a tree felled and sawed was then sawed to ensure a supply of wood for the winter. So isn't that amazing? That's really like a correlation of saying, well, if you don't have, if you're not a squirrel with nuts, you're going to have wood. You're going to be taken care of. <laughs> and the key note is knowledge and skill used in its natural surroundings for the satisfaction of vital basic needs. Intelligent foresight. Well, so, you're going to stay warm and you're going to have food. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. And then the next one, the um, Aquarius 29, a butterfly emerging from a chrysalis, the capacity to utterly transform the character of one's consciousness 
by radically altering the structural pattern of everyday living and the type of relationship one enters upon, metamorphosis. Doesn't that roll right back to the very beginning, what we were talking about? It's just extraordinary. And of course it would because these planets are conjunct. And again, we know that with Dane Rudhars, it is phases. He doesn't just talk about one. There's this theme, this, this metamor uh, metaphor of themes. Justin, did you have a thought? I see. Oh, no. You know, some, when I see this come up in a person's chart, a lot of times, this one especially, this is this is really something about, about we create our own reality by the people that we associate mm -hmm. with here, with this 29 degrees. It, it's really about how you change the construct of your reality with those relationships in your life. And I think this is a really, it's, it's one, it's really part of the whole process of, if you go back to the, I like your, your, your illumination of spiritual values and vision boarding that we can, um, you know, if I decide to, uh, to, to go to the grocery store today or not go to the grocery store, there'll be people I do meet and there'll be people I don't meet and I could potentially change my life or construction on my reality. Um, so I think it really goes back to that. We can, we can really, we're co-creators with the universe with that one. Ah. Boy, that's strong. So here we are at 30 degrees. Perhaps you want to go on with that, Justin. Uh, the 30 degrees Aquarius is deeply rooted in the past of a very ancient culture. And you read this before, so I won't, I'll mm -hmm. just sort of summarize it. It's really talking about a higher, higher consciousness of a broad spiritual brotherhood, helping a, a spiritual individual, uh, change and so it's about this quote totally conscious of being and i guess kind of like the yogis say the meeting with the one's um higher self or the divine you know and i love the fact that it's full circle the, the fact that pisces in itself as we said is the 12th zodiac sign it's a completion of one phasal seed to completion of back to the womb and then reseeding. And here we are also with this Saturn. So it seems very constructive to have Saturn in this advisory con uh, role, which I think well, suits. In that 30 degrees of Aquarius, it's like the next step for Saturn to go into, but it was the past of the sun and the moon. So it's like, it does have a double emphasis, so to speak. So I think it was kind of good that we covered it twice yeah, yeah there's now do you want to look at this chart anymore or should we just eliminate them we have about oh five minutes or so well i would say like we talked earlier about jupiter ruling this chart and um jupiter and is conjunct chiron in the fourth house in aries and they are trying to the ascendant so the chart ruler you know is going back to the ascendant so that's you know in good order and support so um do your vision boards or you know dream your dreams because you have support behind you to manifest them into reality and, and to help and, and, oh i'm sorry go ahead no, go ahead Sue. oh i was just going to quickly say that the very fact that chiron the alchemist coming back with that word you know as the magician of taking those wounds that we may have had that came through past whatever wherever they began and transforming them to serve to other people that identity chiron in 
Aries is our identity. So that Jupiter with the Sag, as you're mentioning, seems really a strong healing factor. Yes, that's all I want to say. And I was I was going to say I I, I just a uh, uh, piggyback on what you were saying, Liz, about the you know because Mercury in this chart, and we talked about Mercury earlier in the the thing. Mercury's in Aquarius for this chart. It's actually trining Mars and Gemini in this chart, um, and so this is a very powerful time to communicate and and to really do those vision boards. A lot of great ideas coming in with uh, with uh, Mars and Gemini. Yes, good time to write things down. I've heard that before. I think I was listening to Rick and he was reminding certain well, things. And, you know, what is your spiritual practice, so to speak? Like Justin started doing um, yoga teacher training. So, I mean, that it's like it that's perfect timing. And, you know, if you're not meditating, we'll maybe add some time in to meditate a couple of times a week or do some automatic writing, whatever that might be. And Venus is at the last degree of Pisces and you know we're recording this it'll be live on the 12th and so people will have a week to like even work on some of these things if they want to bring them into being too or think about them before they bring it into practice or set it in motion. And one thought about vision boards which I've learned from listening here is that it doesn't have to be exactly on the new moon because the light as they say, Diana's bow, when you see that small crescent of light as the sun comes in, is empowering. It's almost like allow yourself to be gestating, perhaps. If you want to do it on the new moon, I mean, there's not that it's wrong by any means, but not to feel, oh my gosh, I've missed the boat. Now it's too late because life is mercurial these days, especially with that Energizer Mars, our engine of motivation in diverse Gemini. So, and a vision yes. board can be, you know, quite small. It could be on a five by seven piece of paper, or it could be on a five foot by seven foot piece of paper. You know, it kind of, it's up to use, but you can make it small and you can write or draw Ooh, all kinds of things. Be, I just thought of a great brainstorm. It would be so much fun. We need a huge wall. So either we, I'm not sure where, how we'd find that we in this brainstorm of mine. So I'm not going to worry about it, but the brainstorm is that every month get together and create one section, a part of it, like a twelfth of it, whatever that twelfth is. Maybe it could be like a block. Maybe it would be like a, a mosaic, like it would be 12 sections. And by the end of the year, you'd have this great, beautiful wall mural. Devote one of my walls to that. <laughs> yeah, I had a friend one time that, I mean, she had this huge wall that was her vision board, but she kept changing it because she had some cork on it so she could like just use thumbtacks to put it all on. And then when she accomplished something, she'd take that off and maybe rearrange it and then add some more. It was huge. I'd never seen one so big, but it was really Exactly. Cool. That, uh, there you go. That's my dream. It's already, it's beautiful. Really putting out cork wall would be, cork is a fascinating uh, product. I mean, it's a good sound barrier. You know, it's, well, Maybe that's, we'll have to cork this. Uh, well, people <laughs> uncork and they cork things, don't they? <laughs> well, we'll see you next month. Happy that's new moon it. and happy new moon in Pisces. Yes, yes, thank you. You too. And many more with, as we enter into Saturn and Pisces. So it'll be 
wonderful. Thank you, Elizabeth Michette. Thank you, Justin Crockett Elsie. And this is, well, we love all our audience and we're hoping to communicate with you more. So thank you. See you next month. Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway. 